Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jeff Grimes doesn't want to announce a starting quarterback, but did he? Both ESPN and the folks in Vegas have BYU as a heavy favorite against Hawaii. What do they know? And we go one-on-one with linebacker Butch Powell and receiver Gunnar Romney. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, and they are everywhere. It is Thursday, October 11th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is still getting that dental work done. So I'm teamed up with a man who orders the side of venom with a steak, Jason Shepard. Did see Venom last night. And? My son and I went. It was, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I went in expecting to like it, and I actually liked it even more than I thought I would. Interesting. So you, did you keep expectations low? Or you a, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. But I, I, like I said, I expected to like it, and then I liked it more than I anticipated. Now, I heard you say two thumbs up earlier. Yeah, I, yeah, I would certainly recommend it. It was very good. And by the box office numbers, everybody else agreed because it broke some October records already. What good movies come out in October is my question. Typically, those are reserved for the summer months or yes. spring or December. Well, so it's, it's a it's, unique. It's, it's strategic. It's strategery, Jerem. Okay, they strategically put it in yes. October. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. is hoping for some increased strategery <laughs> as well on offense. Uh, here's what we've got for you on today's show. Butch Powell discusses. Just how healthy he is in 15 minutes, that conversation with Jason. What's the chance BYU scores 30 or more on Saturday in 30 minutes? And fresh off his first touchdown as a Cougar, Gunnar Romney, in 40 minutes. Is he related to Mitt? So does that mean scoring 30 points in two quarters? Or we're going to talk about it in 30 minutes on the show? Yes. (laughs) But first, let's dish out some headlines. BYU hosts Hawaii Saturday, but who will be the starting quarterback for the Cougars? Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes won't say yet. Okay, we are not making an announcement about the quarterback. Um, As with any position, there's a possibility that we could uh, start a player that has not started. And so, yeah, there's a possibility that Zach could start, but we're not making a statement at this time. I think the crowd behind uh, Jeff was rooting for one of the quarterbacks. I couldn't tell who. There was uh, a youth football team huh! that was there. Yeah, I know. It, it, was like, <laughs> it was like, could you keep it down for a second? Uh, BYU Radio's Cougar pregame live with Ben Bagley. It begins at 8.15 Eastern. And BYU TV's countdown to kickoff is live at 9 Eastern, Saturday night. Number one women's volleyball on the road at San Francisco tonight. The match getting underway at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Cougars looking to improve to 17-0. and 0. The match will be televised on the W.TV. I was at that match as a fan last year. I remember Randomly. that. You yeah. ran into them. Uh, Almost literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You ran into the team like, oh, yeah. in the streets of San Francisco. And then, uh, we went to the game. It was great. Peter Quest for perfection is the West Coast Conference <laughs> Golfer of the Month for September. He shot under 70 in every round of the last tournament for the first time in his career. Women's golf finished seventh overall at the University of Washington. Island felt invite yesterday. Rose Huang finished tied for ninth place. Her first top ten finish this season. Let's go rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We're two days out from BYU and Hawaii in Provo. Not to be confused with BYU-Hawaii. The big question continues to be who the Cougar signal caller will be on drive one. And if it's not Zach Wilson, how much will we see him play? 
Here's offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes again on the difference between practice and games. Practice does matter, but there is something different about what a guy does in a game. Some guys can come out to practice and do great every day in practice, but they go over there when the lights are on and they don't perform as well. And I don't believe in the idea of a, quote, gamer, like he shows up and he's just ready to play, but some guys handle pressure better than others. Um, the other thing that you got to recognize, though, is it's easy to come in. It's easier to come in that situation than it is to be the starter and come in and play well the whole time. You're essentially in that position. I'm not downplaying what Zach did. He did a great job, and I'm happy for him and proud of him. But that's, that's different. Okay, after hearing that, Jason, does it change who you think will start for BYU on Saturday? You know, yesterday prior to media availability, I certainly would have leaned towards Tanner starting. And then if needed, now if it's not needed, Tanner goes the distance. He's playing well. But if needed, Zach Wilson would have come in and and played. Significant time. After hearing Coach Grimes, and and again, I'm completely reading into it because Coach Grimes was was spot on in terms of being vague and not wanting to make any announcement or lean, I still got the feeling that Zach is starting the game. That, that was the impression I left with. Again, that was just me, my gut feeling, reading into what Coach Grimes said and didn't say, which makes no, no it, sense whatsoever. No, no it makes sense. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. I feel like Zach Wilson is the probable starter, looking at or listening to what everyone's saying. Yes, the possibility exists that we could play someone who hasn't started. Yeah. Okay, so if if Zach Wilson doesn't start, I imagine he's going to play early. And why not? Hawaii's given up a bunch of points. This team struggled on the road a little bit. We'll break more of that down and kind of why BYU is such a heavy favorite in this one. But I listen to what is being said, and it sounds like the Maverick, Zachary Wilson, is going to play a lot if he doesn't start. And if he starts, he's the guy for the time being, and and we'll see how it goes, too. Like, if it's epically bad, you make a switch in-game, regardless of who the guy is, right? But Zach Wilson, it sounds like, is going to get some run, even if he doesn't start. Yeah, and and it was, again, you're reading, we're reading so much into this, but, I mean, even after, even after media availability was done, I mean, Zach was... We, yeah, we were there, and Zach was there, yes. working with Dallin Holker, and throwing some deep balls. Stayed ball after and practice. AJ, and it, he does a lot. Yes, and that, again, it, that doesn't mean... 100% anything. We're just saying. But if I'm, if I'm Zach, I'm staying after a little extra if I know I'm playing a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if Tanner Mangum had a class or a previous commitment, why he's not necessarily out there and Zach is. But the, the classic optics after practice, like, oh, this guy's putting in work after. Zach Wilson certainly looked like he was giving it an extra effort there. Perhaps Tanner Mangum did that before practice. I'm through with somebody. I'm not sure. So Some, to be fair, sometimes and a lot of times, coaches will go so far as to not say anything, not even mention a player's name, because they don't want any speculation to begin. The fact I think that, that Grimes did bring it up and said that uh, that absolutely it is a possibility. And again, that's not that's not naming it anything. Right. And we haven't heard from either guy. No, we have not. Right. We have not heard from either guy. Neither I just guy walked away yeah. from that. Just feeling like, and again, before that, I, I thought Tanner would start, and if needed, Zach would come in. I walked away from that feeling like I think, I think the chances of Zach starting are much higher than I thought. If it was Tanner, they would just say it's still Tanner. 
Yeah, I mean, they yeah, would just you say could it. nip it in the if bud it was right Tanner, there. You just say it. Yeah. Yesterday on KNBR Radio in San Francisco, Steve Young was a guest. He was actually brought on to talk about the San Francisco 49ers, something that he knows a little bit about. Uh, at the end of the interview, one of the hosts, actually John Lund, uh, who used to be in the Utah market, he's a Utah State grad. Great. He couldn't help but have some fun with last week's BYU loss. Now, during that discussion, Steve talked about the struggles of the BYU passing game. We can't throw it. We can't. We, I mean, honestly, we line up in the. Uh, I mean, literally, it's like the I formation, and and uh, you know, we we might get a jet sweep, but I'm telling you, it is. It's not. And I'm not. My my problem is I don't know how it gets better. That's the problem. Like, ooh, that was a bad game. Let's turn it around. Uh, I don't know how this gets better. All right. In terms of getting better, Jerem, how much better can the BYU passing game get? First, I think that Steve Young is voicing some frustration that a lot of the fan base has. I don't think he's too off base in, in uh, needs to be better, right? He's frustrated. But I do think it can get better. But let's look at the numbers. BYU 189 a game, 26th worst in the country. Seven touchdown pass overall, 36th worst. Six yards per attempt, 13th worst. And then uh, QB rating of 121.5 is 100th uh, in the country, 31st worst. So it's bad. It can improve, yes. It's, is it contingent on a more effective run game? They're probably connected. So if Squally Canada is a no-go this week, I, th- I think that's not a good sign for the BYU passing game. Obviously, Tanner Mangum isn't the same guy as, as he was as a freshman. The stats scream that. And we don't know what Zach Wilson will be, but we're hoping from what we've seen in practice and a little bit on one drive in one game, we're ignoring the McNeese game conveniently, by the way. I don't know that he was asked to throw as much in that one. Um, that he is more explosive, more expansive, because frankly, it's, it's been bad. So why not explore a different route? BYU's not going to be, in my opinion, what they were with Steve, with Mark, and, and Jim, and Robbie, and Ty, and all these guys, right? It's a different era. A national championship's not possible. Heisman's probably not even possible. It's just a different era. But BYU can field a good quarterback. When BYU's had a good quarterback, the team's been good. Taysom Hill, Max Hall, John Beck, you just look recently in the last 10 to 15 years. When BYU's not had a really good quarterback, it's not tended to yield success. So BYU's success is completely tied to that position, whether BYU likes it or not. And the pass game can get better, and it needs to be. And I think the guy that we need to explore that with is Zach Wilson. Look, of course it can get better. It can get quite a bit better. And the coaches have talked about how much better it could have already been if plays had been made. They talk about this offense just needing to have guys go out and execute and make a play. And that's going to help. Number one, it's going to help your drives, keep those drives alive. It's going to help the stat line for the quarterback. If guys are making catches, we've seen a lot of drop passes, and the players have talked about it. They know they've got to make those plays. Guys around the quarterback making plays will help out the quarterback, regardless of who it is. If it's Tanner, it's going to help out Tanner. If it's Zach, it's going to help out Zach. Zach Wilson, if he plays significant minutes or starts, could be more aggressive than what we've seen. And his ability to run could loosen up the defense to allow better passing numbers. So, yeah, it can get a lot better, regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah, and it needs to be better. It really does. There's something about this matchup Saturday that's very confusing to me. Okay, ESPN's Football Power Index gives BYU an 87% chance of winning this game. 87? What? The Cougars are 3-3, three and three, have been outscored 80-27 to 27 the last two weeks. Then there's this, which starts as our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. At one point this week, 
BYU is a 15 and a half point favorite. It started at eight. Yeah, baby. It went up to 15 and a half. Now it's down to 11 and a half. Now the Cole McDonald. So the Cole McDonald is worth four points. Four points. Potentially. Jason, does Vegas and ESPN's FPI know something that we do not? Jerem, Vegas knows everything. Okay. Do they? They know everything. There's a reason why there are very large casinos uh, in Vegas. Okay. They know that people will spend their money there. <laughs> All right. So, so, so is it the number that BYU is favored by that has, has grabbed your attention or the fact that BYU is just favored in general? It's, it's the number. It's the sheer number, right? Number. Look, BYU should be favored at home. And I understand they have struggled at home. They should? Why? Against 6-1 and one Hawaii. Look, Why? BYU, and I, maybe I'm holding on to past seasons, and I'm thinking more You're holding on to three weeks ago. Well, the team that BYU should be favored at home. Why? Nobody should be right able to Right now, come, why? Nobody should be able to come into Lavelle Edwards Nobody? Stadium and beat this team. Alabama? What are you, what are you okay, saying? Is Alabama on the schedule? A&M. Sorry, Cal was on the schedule, and they did it. I understand, and BYU should have won that game. Utah they did State not. Did it. BYU should be favored against Hawaii based on talent alone. It's not based on talent. No, it's I understand that, but I'm saying there's, there's, there's reasons BYU should be favored in this game. I have no problem with it. Why is it so high? This week, right? I now don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. I Nobody don't care cares. why it's high. Vegas cares. I like the fact that they're favored, and they should win. That's all I care about. I don't care how high the number is. That means nothing to me. As long as they win by one point, I'm going to walk away happy. Well, they wouldn't cover in that case. Uh, (laughs) And I don't care. Okay, I believe a normally functioning average BYU team should win this game, but not by 11 or 12, okay? Hawaii is a talented group. Let's talk about why this makes sense. Okay, reasons why this number, 11.5 and 87%, makes sense. BYU's 9-0 in Provo versus Hawaii all time. The Bows haven't won on natural grass the past seven seasons, by the way, 0-8. The game will be played in 40-ish degree weather late at night mountain time. Okay, so kind of a weird deal for the Islanders, okay? Things that don't make sense. BYU stunk the last two weeks. The quarterback situation's up in the air. Zane Anderson's out. The BYU defense has been exposed the last two weeks, okay? So that's why I'm confused on this. I understand why BYU would be favored, but 11 and a half's a big number for me. That is a big number. 87% chance. 87? This team's got issues. And in comes one of the nation's best offenses and doesn't have a good defense. It sound, yes. And if you're starting a freshman quarterback for BYU, what's, what's going to happen? It's, what's going to happen? It sounds like they're not buying Hawaii. Co- correct. Uh, that, that, no that, one is. That, that's what, that's and what that this, I think, boils down to. And that is a dangerous place to be because there are six other teams that didn't buy Hawaii, and they lost. The only team that maybe did was Army, and they beat, you know, San Jose, San Jose State almost beat Hawaii, and San Jose State's 0-5, and that's a road game. So I get not buying them, especially on the road. At home, that team's tough to beat, right? But BYU did beat this same team by 10 last year in Hawaii. It's a different quarterback. The run and shoot is back. They were not running that last year. And this, this is more Warren like the Moon's not running through that door, okay? Team. <laughs> run and shoot. Oh. I was like, he didn't go to Hawaii. Oh, Cole Brennan's not running through. <laughs> Timmy Chang ain't quarterbacking. Look, look, here's I, the thing. One thing you brought up, I think, actually plays a, a larger role in this than, than maybe people would want to give it credit for. It's the travel. Yes. It's, no, it's, it's legit. It's the travel. That far to travel, and then you're dealing with the weather on top of it. How, how does that affect a team? I, I think they that lost that an army into, in New York. Yep. That's the longest trip they could possibly I've always take. thought New York and Utah were very similar. BYU enters Saturday's game at 3-3. Three and three. three games away 
from bowl eligibility. Now, two weeks ago, bowl eligibility seemed like a formality. And quite frankly, I still think it's a formality. But until the Cougars... Yes, I do. But until the Cougars hit six wins, people are going to wonder. With games at Boise State and at Utah still on the schedule, how big is this Hawaii game? Jerem, do you believe bowl eligibility hinges on Saturday's game? Not necessarily, but maybe. Because if BYU wins, you get two of the three. Northern Illinois, UMass, New Mexico State. You would think that BYU could beat UMass and New Mexico State. We saw BYU lose at home to UMass last year. So anything is possible, I guess, Kevin Garnett. But if BYU beats Hawaii, now you only need uh, yeah two of those next three. If BYU loses, you've got to get all three of those because the current construct of BYU football right now isn't going to beat Boise State and Utah on the road. Um, so, And it's bigger than the bowl game, Jason. If BYU has a losing record, there are going to be some difficult questions to ask uh, this season. And you risk losing the team a little bit like last year, and then you go on this slide, and then it's just epically bad, and it's not good. This can't happen for BYU. I think the Hawaii game is much more important than we're, we're making it out to be. It needs to be uh, on which the season potentially hinges – Potential jobs, potential what? This is a big game. BYU needs to win this game at home. Yeah, this this is a game more than bowl eligibility, and it certainly goes a long way towards that. This is a game BYU needs mentally, confidence wise. Yes, they they need this game. They need to stop this slide so that they don't have those feelings of 2017 all over again. This 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 is a big game. Starting to feel that way. Yes, a little this bit. is a, this yeah. is a game that that I think has more to do with that than bowl eligibility. But like I said. You know, that certainly hinges on it. Here's the other thing. I don't think it bowl eligibility hinges on this simply because besides Saturday, there are three other games on BYU's schedule that should be wins for BYU versus Northern Illinois at UMass versus New Mexico State. That puts BYU at six wins. I thought Utah State should be a win. It, well, no, I agree. I thought Cal should I be agree. a win. I'm still going on the games that I think BYU should win. However, don't don't mess around with losing another home game. Don't look. Just I, I still believe year, I still believe Been BYU packed. finishes with at least four more wins, but don't mess around. Just take care of business at home on Saturday. Four more would be nice, and that would have to include a Hawaii win, you'd think. Our question of the day, what's your confidence percentage level that BYU will win on Saturday, and why? Jason's is 1,000%, it sounds like. Let's get to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Twitter, at Dan underscore Smith for BYU. He's one of the West All-Stars. 87% was probably accurate before we learned McDonald was starting. Now I give BYU 25%. The defense should blitz him and make him run around because he's not 100%. But if he has time to throw, our defense is toast. The run and shoot is is uh, based on quick throws. So I'm not sure that blitzing him is going to matter that much, honestly. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot that goes into uh, defending the run and shoot. This is This will be interesting for the BYU defense. Uh, whether or not they can slow him down, and and I think the fact that he did miss, you know, we'll see. We'll and we don't see. know why he missed. We'll see. We don't know what the injury yeah, was. Yeah, we will see we no how idea. how healthy he is in this game. Coming up, what's the chance BYU can hold Hawaii under thirty five points on Saturday? We will debate that. And next, just how healthy is BYU linebacker Butch Howe? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The place to watch the Cougars warm up before a game is on Countdown to kick off. You can join us Saturday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV as the Cougars get ready to host the Rainbow Warriors. It's going to be a crisp one. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
you missed the show live, download the podcast or watch the game, or the show rather, by going to BYUSN.com and experience it wherever and whenever you want. Our question of the day, what's your confidence percentage level that BYU will win on Saturday? Why? At Sumption Matt. I love the Cougars, but have lost confidence due to inconsistency. 25% chance of winning. Seeing that number a, quite a bit. It's a bummer Thursday, apparently. Yeah, I mean, what do we? Uh, can we? <laughs> Let's go. Can we up the uh, the confidence level here? What what can we do to up the confidence level? Uh, see BYU score more touchdowns and <laughs> through the air. Uh, use the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter and uh, weigh in on Facebook and Instagram as well. We'll get some more of your responses coming up. Senior linebacker Butch Pau has been playing this season with a cast on his hand. Kept him out of the Wisconsin game, yet BYU won that game. He has 22 tackles this season, but hasn't been fully healthy and as effective as 2016. How healthy is he now? Here's Jason's conversation with Butch Powell. All right, Butch, before we, uh, we started rolling on this, you and I were talking about the weather. It seems like it's one end of the spectrum or the other. It's either really hot or really cold. This is, this is pretty much football weather right now, isn't it? Yeah, you're not lying. You can't get a middle ground here in Utah. So it's either really cold, which we expect it to be this weekend, or it's really hot like a couple of weeks ago. So whatever happens on Saturday, we'll be ready. Hopefully Hawaii's ready. Yeah, well, hey, if, if you're going to play in some cold temperatures, might as well have the team travel to Hawaii and see how that affects them, right? Exactly, exactly, especially with us being up here in the mountains. We always have that to our advantage, so it'll be fun. All right, we'll get to Hawaii in in just a second. But I want to ask, how has practice gone this week in terms of trying to bounce back and, and put the last two losses in the rearview mirror? It's It's been pretty intense. The guys have been a little bit more dialed in. The guys are taking this a bit more serious. I mean, yesterday, um, it's more of a walk-through, walk-through day, just kind of seeing what kind of things we want to run against Hawaii. And usually on Mondays, we, we're kind of slow. But yesterday, we had a great practice. DBs were on lockdown. Our defensive line was hustling. And so linebackers were making plays. So we're excited for this upcoming week. You know, it's interesting. I've heard for you guys, some of the players talk about it, coaches have talked about it, how much better this team plays when you guys are having fun. Certainly losing is not fun. But how do you guys keep that attitude in practice and having fun and being loose, but knowing that work needs to be done? We're, we're, we're trying to find a middle ground right now. Um, we feel like the past couple of weeks we've been having a little bit too much fun and not really focusing, and so sometimes that can be to our detriment. But, I mean, right now we're more dialed in, and when we're dialed in it seems like because we're doing our job and making plays as a defense, it's becoming more fun for us. And so we're excited for Saturday because we know that we're going to be able to do our assignment, do our 111th, and then... When when that happens, we have a, a fun time as a defense. Well, and, and speaking of the one eleventh, Coach Tuyaki just moments ago when he's talking to the general media was talking about, you know, it's it really is all about execution. That's really what it boils down to is you guys going out and executing what you guys know you can do, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, when film comes on Sunday morning or Monday morning, you see that the mistakes that that we made or the touchdowns that they're that they're making, and so we just have to make sure that we make less mistakes than they do and. When they do make mistakes, that we take it to our advantage and either get a pick six or pick up a fumble and take it to the house or just make sure that we can get the offense back the ball. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of athletics, and you know every team goes through it. You guys are going through it. The linebacker position you know, has been hit with injuries, but you've had a lot of guys step up. How nice has it been able to see the depth being utilized and guys stepping up when they're called upon? Yeah, so it's, it's nice this year. I mean, that was the whole focus from – spring ball and, and fall camp was to have those younger guys be ready for situations like this. Um, I went down and Siona has been doing a great job at middle linebacker and then Isaiah Kafusi has stepped in at, at the bow backer playing Zane spot as the flash and so it's great to see Riggs, Isaiah, 
all those young guys getting getting reps. Even Jackson Kafusi, he came in a couple times against McNeese State, and so these guys are ready. And we know that if more guys go down, they'll be ready to have their number called upon and be ready to play for the team. You just mentioned, you know, you missed some time with the hand. How how are you feeling? How's the hand feeling? Are things progressing like you would like them to? Yeah, I feel great. I mean, the the trainer says that within the next one or two weeks we'll be able to take the cast off and and then once that happens we'll be able to play at 100 percent again what, what's it like playing with with a cast i mean it obviously it's much more bulky but i mean what's what's the most difficult part of that uh there really is no difficulty right now i think that i mean if you want to ask about that question the or ask that question i think the difficult part would be being able to take on blocks sometimes you can't grab because you only have a couple fingers hanging right. out and so that'd be that'd be probably the toughest part but it does allow you to to be able to avoid blocks because now you know that there really is no ne- there is no need to take on a block. And so with the cast on, we, we still feel like we can play. The legs are fresh. The body's fresh. And so once the cast comes off, we'll be at 100% again. And so we'll be good. All right, so let's focus in on Hawaii. This is obviously a, just like you faced last week against Utah State, another high-powered offensive team that's scoring the ball. What has stood out to you guys in terms of this Hawaii offense? And what have the coaches talked to you guys about in terms of what you're going to really need to do to, to – to limit their opportunities? Uh, I mean, the number one thing from, from Monday and from today's meetings was to do our assignment. Um, the coaches are continuing to reiterate that because when we played Washington, we played Utah State last week, we weren't doing that. And so for that reason, they put up a lot of points. And so if we can just take care of our job firsthand, then we'll be okay. And the second thing would be be able to just to shut down the quarterback in his passing game because he does like to throw the ball and sling the ball around and they put up a lot of points so us as linebackers just got to make sure we can disguise show different coverages and rely on our dbs to to do their job and rely on our defense alignment to get to the quarterback and we'll be okay have you guys talked with dylan collie at all i mean obviously he was on this team last year have you talked about maybe tendencies i mean you played them last year so you know a little bit about that but i mean it is a new year different personnel no, we really haven't talked to him much. He's he's kind of dialed in on making plays for the offense this week, so we're going to let him be. He did say the other day that, because he was asked if this was a rivalry, and he said, you know, having been over at Hawaii, on the Hawaii side, it absolutely is a rivalry game for them. How do you guys view this matchup, which is, BYU's been playing Hawaii for a really long time. How do you guys view this? Well, we we view every every game as a rivalry, and so we we. Viewed last week, Utah State as a rivalry. Wisconsin was a rivalry because we got beat the year before. And so we just got to make sure that we do our job when we come out Saturday. I'm pretty proud. Now, unless maybe we were able to disguise it, I think we got through this entire interview. Neither one of us were shivering. And I was hoping if at least if one of us was shivering, you would shiver first, and then I could do it, and it would be okay. Well, the good thing is I have a sweater and a long sleeve underneath <laughs> this, so I'm good. I think we, I think we did all right. Thanks, Butch. Appreciate it. Thank you. Jason Shepard with Butch Pau and neither shivered, which is goodness. It was a little it's, chilly. It's crisp out there. It is getting chilly, and, yes. And that was from Tuesday night. That was from Tuesday night, yes. And then uh, the conversation with Gunnar Romney coming up was from last night, and they were in the indoor practice facility because it's cold now, man. <laughs> yes, it was chilly. Will, will the uh, Rainbow Warriors be ready for the uh, cold temperature? I think that's, you know, it's something that kind of sounds like, oh, that shouldn't matter. I mean, it's, it's a factor. How big of a factor, you know, that remains to be seen. Right. But that, that's certainly something when you're used it's to playing something. in 80-degree weather every yeah. day and practicing and playing yeah. games, when you travel that distance and play at cold temperatures and altitude, I mean, that's, that's, that's not a combination you're probably looking forward to.
And when you want to pass the ball a bunch. Absolutely. Coming up, what is the best and worst part about being a freshman at BYU? Wide receiver Gunnar Romney will tell Jerem and you. American Heritage in that answer. And next, what, what's the chance BYU throws for three touchdowns Saturday? We play. What's the chance? This is BYU Sports Nation. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now yeah. with Kiki Solano. We actually were literally we're just doing that. Break, yeah. We're actually we were laughing uh, quite uncontrollably. <laughs> uh, it's the latest in Cougar Sports with a social media twist. You can watch it right now on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Instagram TV for the older folks, uh, Twitter and YouTube accounts. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know, right? <laughs> Welcome back. Jeremy and Jason and Radio Vision live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are also on demand, Jason. I do want to bring up something. Bring it up. Uh, I've been. Uh, I didn't want to say anything. I, I. I'm a. I'm a little. I'm a little jealous of this. this Are you? Is, that is a pretty. I don't think you'll fit into this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really nice shirt. Thank you. You know who also likes this shirt? Who? Dave Rose. Dave Rose wore this. Dave shirt Rose. I've seen Dave week. Rose wear it a couple of times. Well then. So and it's not the same. It's shirt. not that same that shirt. Out. You and Dave are not sharing yeah. Cl- clothing. Yeah, that'd be weird. But, but I do uh, like that shirt. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. And you can get this at the BYU store and uh, BYUstore.com. It's uh, the latest and greatest. This is a throwback style long sleeve. So our radio audience is like, I can't see it. Uh, it's really nice. Go to the BYU store for the latest stuff. They've got great gear. Check it out. And let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU hosts the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii Saturday. But who will be the starting quarterback for the Cougars? Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes doesn't want to tell you, or does he? Okay, we are not making an announcement about the quarterback. Um, as with any position, there's a possibility that we could uh, start a player that has not started. And so, yeah, there's a possibility that Zach could start, but we're not making a statement at this time. Hmm, interesting, Jeffrey. BYU Radio's Cougar Pregame Live with Ben Bagley begins at 8.15 Eastern. BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff is live at 9 Eastern. Number one, BYU women's volleyball playing at San Francisco. War Memorial Gym tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Cougars looking to improve to a perfect 17-0 on the season. In fact, BYU has never lost to San Francisco. The match will be televised on the W.TV. Never. Well, that's not the case in other sports. Peter Quest is the West Coast Conference Golfer of the Month for September. He shot under 70 in every round of the last tournament for the first time in his career. Women's golf finished seventh overall at a at the as a team at the University of Washington Edine Islandfelt invite yesterday. Rose Huang finished tied for ninth place. Naomi Soifua and Alicia May Mateo finished in the top 30, tying for 24th and 30th place. The football team finished in second at a similar tournament earlier uh, in September. Let's play. What's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks. What's the chance? What's the chance? It's presented by BYU Food to Go, the real MVP of your next event. I added the real part to that, the Kevin Durant quote. Yeah. Okay, there's lots to discuss here. Let's go to the control room. Ben Bagley, what's up? Number one. Number one, we'll start here. We've talked about it all day long, all week long, so just ask this question right now. What's the chance? Zach Wilson starts on Saturday. What say you, Jason? I'm going to say 71%. Mm, And that that has gone up. Since yesterday, as we mentioned earlier in the show, I, I went into yesterday feeling like Tanner was probably going to get the start. How long he played depended on how he played. And then you'd probably see Zach come in if needed. Uh, but after hearing Coach Grimes and just kind of speculating and reading into what he said and didn't say, I have a, a much higher percentage of thought that it will be Zach 
Wilson. So I'll say 71%. I was going to say 75. I'll say 72 just to top you barely. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like Zach Sounds Wilson right. is going to be the guy Saturday. If he's not, then if things don't go well quickly, perhaps Zach enters the game. Or I think Zach Wilson's going to play regardless. Like regardless of if Tanner Mangum scores on that first drive, I think we'd, we're going to see Zach Wilson. I would game. not disagree with that. Yeah. Thank you for now. You can if you want. It's no, America. I choose not to. Number two. What's the chance BYU scores more than 30 points against the Rainbow Warriors? A reminder, BYU has not scored more than 30 yet this season. 71%. Again? 71%. Look. Are you thinking about these numbers? or just BYU's offense is not facing the Hawaii offense, okay? Mm. They're facing the Hawaii defense. Oh, wow. Which is not great. Not saying they're, they're a bad defense. There will be opportunities to score points, and I think BYU is going to need to score points. So I'm going to say 71% that BYU will score more than 30 points because they know they probably have to. I go 44%. I'm confident BYU will do it, but it's almost a coin toss for me because just who knows how it goes. If it's Zach Wilson, it's hard to say, hey, freshman quarterback, outscore the nation's second-leading passer in uh, (laughs) yards and touchdowns. Like, that matters. The, the success of BYU, to me, does not depend upon who the quarterback is for BYU in this game. It is on the BYU defense to contain your boy, Cole McDonald. You Num- wanted to say Cole Hamels, didn't you? Cole Hamels, E-I-E-I-O, McDonald. <laughs> Number three. I'm not sure I'm familiar with that guy, but we'll just keep going. Speaking of the Hawaii offense, what's the chance BYU holds the Hawaii offense to 38.5 points or fewer? That'd be a low number for Hawaii. Yep. What do you think? 71%. Get out of here. 71%. I think the defense is up to the challenge this week. Look, and again, we don't... Are you on 71 on every single one? (laughs) Are you even thinking about this? This is a highbrow program. (laughs) Said nobody? 71%. I don't even think I need to give a reason why. 71%. BYU's defense will step up. You know what? When's your birthday? What month? It's March. March? I'm going to get you a pack of stamps because you're mailing it in right now. (laughs) 31%. uh, BYU hopefully can get the pass game going. Um, If it's Tanner Mangum, if it's Zach Wilson, get it going. Because I'm not sure. I hope BYU can run the rock. Uh, When BYU has lost a game this year, BYU's run for 91 or fewer yards in each of those games, including the last two. They've just really been... uh, Poor rushers, so hopefully uh, the pass game can get going. Running to, the, to some degree, they're connected, yes, right? Yes, running the ball is one of the biggest reasons that BYU has the three wins that they have. Yes. It, it, yes. And it does. It, is, it, has, it will help them immensely in passing the football if they can run the ball. And depending on Squally's situation, it, it's, that is a must. They've got to run the ball. I think Squally's not at 71%, and that's the issue. Number four. We may already know Jason's answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What's the chance BYU throws for three or more TD passes on Saturday? 71%. For the same reason that I thought they would score, that they would, uh, look, BYU offensively will have opportunities against a defense that is not, in my opinion, going to pressure them as much as we have seen in weeks past. Mm. I think there will be opportunities to go down the field. And again, it boils down to guys making plays. Because even with Tanner at quarterback, there's been throws that have been on target, and guys have not been able to make the plays. The coaches have talked about it. The players themselves have talked about it. That those plays have to be made. So, yeah, there will be opportunities to score. 
I, I agree with you. I think this really hinges more on, on defense and how the defense can, can slow. But again, I think 71% that they'll hold them to 35 or less. Hawaii has put up the following numbers. 40, the, offensively. 43 points, 59, 43. 21 in a loss, 42. 44 in five overtimes. And then 17 with uh, Siobhan Cordero. Five overtimes. It's inflated. Yeah, so I go, uh, I go 58% in this one. Mm. I, think, uh, I think BYU's got a chance. But, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to the BYU defense. Number five. Last one, and if Jason says 71%, he's <laughs> off the show tomorrow. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, snap. Oh, wait. All right, last one. What's the chance BYU women's volleyball completes their quest for perfection? Are you saying win the national title or the regular season? What are you saying? Quest for perfection. You ready for this? Okay. You ready for this? 71%. You know what? You're wait, off really? You're wait. Plus 29% equals 100%. You're saying Jason's going, or you're Jason. You're saying BYU <laughs> I am Jason. The national title? I am saying I don't see anybody that can beat this team right now. 100%. Wow. 100%. 71% okay. plus 29 equals 100%. If it's the regular season, I go 82%. There's always a chance you slip up, you lose in five at Santa Clara or something weird, right? Um, but. If it's the national title, that is certainly much harder. And if that's the case, I would go like 15 or 20%, you know, around there. There's a, a chance, but it's it's going to be tough. If BYU can play four NCAA turn up to four NCAA tournament games at home and walk into the Final Four and need to win one game to get the title game, boom, now you're talking. This team's really good. Um, I don't want to put the pressure on them of national title or bust, though. I, I think this team should get back to the Final Four. I think that's the goal. I, I'm not putting the pressure on I just think they're that good. You said 100%. Yeah, because so I have that pressure, much confidence in them. So the pressure now is on, whether you like it or not, when you say 100%. They're putting more pressure on them than we could at all, you know, That's, at, at any level. Okay. They're not talking in the media. You are. <laughs> they don't have this rammy umptum. <laughs> Coming up, what is it like to make adjustments as a freshman receiver at BYU? How difficult is that? And what's the origin of Gunnar Romney's name? Is he related to Mitt? And what should we expect from the BYU offense against Hawaii? It's after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. 71%. 71%. We're going to break right now. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU women's soccer is on the road at Pepperdine on Saturday. You can listen to the match on BYU Radio at 4 Eastern. I will have pregame alongside Avery Walker, former Cougar, at 3.30 Eastern time live from Malibu. I am green with jealous rage right now. <laughs> going to Malibu, man. That's going to be awesome. One of the more high-profile recruits last year was Gunnar Romney from Chandler, Arizona. I hear there are a few members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints there. The freshman has seven catches for 88 yards, and his first TD came last Friday against Utah State from 18 yards out. Here's my conversation from yesterday after practice with Gunnar Romney. All right, Gunnar, congratulations on your first touchdown uh, last Friday. I know you wish it was with the lead, but uh, what was it like to score your first touchdown as a Cougar? Um, I mean, it was an awesome experience just to like, hear the crowd and doing it at the, the college environment. It's a great feeling. And then to finally be able to get the monkey off the back. So hopefully there's a lot more to come. It was a simple throw and a simple play, but you made a play on it. So uh, describe what happened in the play and, and your reaction when you got into the end zone. Um, so it was just a simple little hitch route. I uh, just caught it, and you're, you're supposed to turn up a field as quickly as you can. So that's what I did, and uh, that actually made the guy miss. And so I just saw green grass, and I took it as fast as I could. So it was, it was a great feeling, and uh, it was an awesome experience. There was a little bit of a stiff arm in there too, right? A little bit. 
just, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. DB's coming up <laughs> on me, so. It was number seven. He got shook by Zach and you. I didn't, he, he's, got a, he's got some film to watch. I don't know. Um, that, obviously, that game wasn't what the team wanted. So what has practice been like this week as you prepare to win on Saturday? Um, you know, we've kind of ramped up the intensity. It's kind of been um, kind of not to forget about the past, but move forward and just keep that chip on your shoulder. So I think everybody this week's practice has been pretty intense. The, the tempo has been a lot faster, and everybody's kind of picked it up and got in the right mindset. Uh, nobody's really negative. Everybody's kind of positive looking forward. Is the team preparing for multiple quarterbacks, one quarterback? What are you guys preparing? Um, I mean, that's for the, co- the coaches to decide. Uh, we're just... Everybody else is just preparing to do their game and do their job. You're not a freshman anymore. We're halfway through the season. That was a veteran answer. That was good. So this is game seven. Um, do you feel like a freshman, or do you feel like you're, you're, you're in this? You've been here. Um, I mean, I feel kind of experienced already. Like, I've been on some of the biggest stages already, like Wisconsin and Washington, some huge games like that. But it's definitely still – I'm still taking in the moment every single time. It's still – kind of unreal to be at this level and be playing against this type of competition but I don't feel uncomfortable I, I feel comfortable and I feel ready to go I don't feel out of place at all what'd you go to prom like six or seven months ago or something uh I didn't go to prom but yeah prom. nah what I'm not really a party type guy yeah. but it was cool yeah so yeah that was like six months ago <laughs> yeah that's pretty gnarly right you were on the yellow bus as Brian Loken yeah. likes to say uh what's your hardest class right now in your uh, did you go to summer school? I did go to summer okay. school. Uh, summer school, the hardest class was definitely writing. I'm not really a writing type of guy. but this There's no receiving classes? Or... No, not, I wish there was. <laughs> I'd have an A-plus in that class. Um, but no, my hardest class this semester is probably, i say, sociology. I mean, I'm just not really, I don't know. It just goes over my head most of the time. But it's cool. I like my classes. It's pretty fun. It's the first semester. It happens with everybody. Do you, how long did it take you to figure out campus and know where you were going? Um, you know, they got a nice BYU app, so it's kind of easy. You just look at your phone and it takes you around. But it took me maybe a couple of days. I wasn't too lost. We had a lot of help. So what, cool. What's the best and worst part of being a freshman? Um, honestly, worst part is probably the dorms, probably not having a <laughs> kitchen and having to share showers. But the best part, it's a, it's a cool experience, brand new, being able to get away from home for the first time. You're on your own. You have freedom. So it's, it's a cool experience. Talking with Gunnar Romney, freshman receiver for BYU. There's been a, a, a lot of excitement for you to get here. What's it been like playing for BYU in these first six games and uh, luckily getting a touchdown? I mean, it's been an awesome experience. I grew up when I was little, a BYU fan, watching some of my family come through and play here. So ever since I was little, I've had a dream to be a BYU Cougar. And so just coming here and uh, fulfilling my dream and living it out, it's an awesome experience. And then being able to play as a freshman and actually do something and contribute to the team, it's been unreal. And it's been one of my dreams, a dream come true. Did you have a, is this real moment, you know, on the field or before a game this season? I think the first game against Arizona, just the first time I took the field, it kind of hit me. I'd played on that field just a couple months earlier in my state championship game, but it was just a completely different environment, just a completely different feel in that stadium and just the crowd. It was kind of an awesome experience. Did you have a favorite uh, receiver or receivers growing up? Um, I mean, coming through BYU, my uncle Matt, uh, Matt Allen played receiver here, so I was kind of biased towards him. <laughs> but I did grow up watching Austin Colley and grew up watching Dennis Pitta as tight end, and so I just always wanted to be one of the B- great BYUs like they were. Have you had a chance to meet those guys? I know both were at the Arizona game, right? Yeah, I have. I've talked to all of those guys, and they've given me advice and talked to me and everything. It was a really cool experience. How would you describe your wide receiver philosophy? Like, what are some of the core principles or values that you try and put into play? Um, I think the best thing you can do as a receiver, obviously, is have uh, good route running. I mean, that, that uh, 
helps you get separation and stem from everything, and it, it helps out with everything. But at the end of the day, you just have to make a play. So if the ball's in the air, you just have to go get it. And I think uh, nothing really that before that matters if you come down with the ball. So that's just kind of my thing. This offense certainly has the capability to be explosive, but hasn't been much in the past game. What improvements are trying to be uh, made in that regard? Um, I think just like the emphasis and practice on it. Um, before, we were obviously, we were still practicing it and trying to do it, but lately it's been more emphasized and uh, it's been, we've been held to a higher standard and there's higher accountability now at practice. So there's, uh, there's uh, penalties for dropping balls and there's consequences for um, not making the plays now. As before, it was just um, you were expected to make them. Now there's actually an emphasis on doing it. Are you tired of doing up-downs? A little bit after practice every single day, but they, they're good motivation. It's good motivators to do good in practice. Are you good at the up-down, or have you figured out how to do one efficiently to kind of you know, you, help yourself? When you do close to 100 every single day, you sort of develop tricks and habits to help you get through it. <laughs> but obviously, you can't cheat them. I mean, so you just got to do them. just got to just gut up and go through it. It's close to 100 a day? Um, on the bad days, yeah. yeah. Some, good, some good days we get away with none, but there's a couple of days we've done over hundred. Wow. Okay, one's enough for me. I did one with Kalani earlier. It was enough. Uh, let's finish with this. The origin of the name Gunner. It's not a nickname. It's your actual name, right? Okay, and what's the orig- origin there? Honestly, I have no idea. It was, <laughs> most people think it was my dad that came up with the name. It was actually my mom that came up with the name, but I have no idea. Honestly, she just said she liked that name. But it's so, catchy. It is catchy. I like it. Um, I wouldn't rather have any other name. And everyone always asks me, and I don't know the answer. Are you related to Mitt? I get that question a lot, too, and I don't really know the answer. I guess he's like my grandpa's cousin, so I guess related somehow. But Family tree or what? There's an app for that, right? Yeah, I could probably figure it out somewhere, <laughs> family search or something. Awesome. But Well, good luck against Hawaii, and uh, thanks for the time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Freshman Gunnar Romney after practice yesterday, uh, and perhaps in the background you may have seen Zach Wilson yeah. putting in that extra work there, but he's telling a guy that was a big pickup for BYU, and uh, his brother Baylor uh, mm-hmm. is a walk-on quarterback for BYU. Yeah, I interviewed him actually uh, for radio pregame. Gunner, that uh, is. Uh, yeah, speaking of Gunner, a couple of weeks ago, and really enjoyed the conversation. And he's all business. Yeah, he is. This he has no time for prom. Well, <laughs> he has no time for prom, and I'll be honest, if I were Gunner. <laughs> And my last name were Romney. Even if I wasn't related, I would be telling everybody I was Mitt, I was related to Mitt Romney. Well, of course you would. <laughs> There's a seventy-one percent chance you would. <laughs> I trust that dude. Well played. <laughs> Coming up, women's soccer looks to remain on top of the WCC standings this weekend. Jason's going to be in Malibu. It's going to be awesome. And the top-ranked women's volleyball team is in action tonight. They're still undefeated. The whip is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Thanks to today's guests, Butch Powell and Gunnar Romney. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We just don't have time for you. Sorry. So rude. Cannot get behind that. Always does. If you missed some of today's show or all of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The long-standing series between BYU and Hawaii continues Saturday as the Cougars host the Rainbow Warriors at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Kickoff is at 10.15 p.m. on BYU Radio and ESPN2. Volleyball. The number one ranked team in the land, the women's volleyball team, plays at San Francisco tonight, 10 Eastern, as the Cougars look to go 17-0. Golf. When you say in the land, it sounds so regal. 
Peter Quest was named WCC Golfer of the Month for September. He shot under 70 in every round in the tournament for the first time in his career. And Pro Swung finished tied for ninth at the Edeon Island Felt invite. The Cougars finished seventh overall as a team. Back to you. Soccer. BYU Women's Soccer traveling west to play Pepperdine on Saturday at 4 Eastern time. Uh-huh. Looking to stay unbeaten in West Coast Conference action. You can listen to the match on BYU Radio. Tennis. Describe the beauty of the scene there later. I will. Three, not right now. Three women's tennis players advance to the second round of singles play at the ITA Mountain Region Championships. Anastasia Abramian, Madeline Almeida, and Samantha Smith. All three will compete in the second round today. Softball. The Cougars facing Utah Valley tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Eastern time at Gale Miller Field. Today's rise and shout goes to Peter Quest, the West Coast Conference Men's Golfer of the Month. He dominated. He had a quest for perfection, and he completed it. It's a great last name. It is. It's a great last name. It's Quest with a K, which is really fun. Our question of the day, what is your confidence percentage level that BYU will win on Saturday? We've heard a few. They're not high, but let's get to it. The elite voice of the day. <laughs> At Zach underscore Vandy, my confidence level is 107.9%. No, that's not just a reminder for people that they can now listen to BYU Radio on 107.9 FM. Thanks for the programming, No, <laughs> This team's going to bounce back and show their grit. If I'm wrong, I'll buy Spencer and Jerem Tucano since their bet was a flop. <sighs> it was a flop. Yeah, but here's the. this is what I don't understand. I know Zach. Zach and I used to be in the same ward. Really? Before we moved... We were so in the he's same. offering me. Yeah, and I don't. Tucanos I don't get Tacanos. Like we, we were in the same ward together. His parents, that ward, it was it's like a family. Yet I, mean, I don't you really feel. I'm not involved in the possible Tacanos. Well, you're mail. going to Malibu, you know. Yeah, do, do continue, Jason. <laughs> he I'll, was in the same ward. I'll describe. But, but the friendship has been abandoned. <laughs> I'll describe the view as I look across the pitch through the palm trees and onto the Pacific Ocean on Saturday while in Malibu. Yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) The conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is always on demand at BYUSN.com. The slower you read, the more time it chews to the end. Eight, words, uh, you know, rumors coming out that Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback. We we'll shall see. see. We will see. Coming up on Saturday, more tomorrow, uh, more coverage, more conversation as we get ready for a big game, as we have highlighted, between BYU and Hawaii. Does the season success and bowl game hinge on this game? I don't know. We'll see. The audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Matt Peel. BYU Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow. At noon Eastern time, there is 100%, not 71%. That is happening. Get out of here.